Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Here's the man that you fear most in football staring you right in the face. Mark Grody. I call him a maniac. Stone Mania. Covering the Bears for 670 the score. You had to overcome the mystique. It was almost like an odor. He exuded a kind of a presence. Sideline reporter for Bears Radio, WBBM. His whole damn life was football. Wasn't driving a pretty car. Wasn't going to the local bar and pounding your chest on the greatest. It was the opposite. Mark Grody. Bears talk. Yes, sir. What's going on? It is Mark Rohde with you here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score of spring baseball tune-up. Hope you enjoyed Cubs and White Sox right here on 670. The score of Zach Zabin and Ron Coomer bringing it to you. Sounding great. I got to hear some of those guys. Watch some of the game on the Marquee Network as well. And as I'm getting ready for the show here, I just opened up the text screen <laughs> And it's great. I feel like I'm doing Cubs post game all over again because the first two text messages, and I have to say, when, when I was doing Cubs post 2015 and 2017, it was overwhelmingly positive. But there is one thing that will get people texting and calling and venting and, and really like fist punching angry, angrier than a Bears quarterback. From the 815, get rid of Jeffress, but bring back Strope? Genius. Strope in regular season form. Jeez. So, it, it is, man, even in spring, we're angry. And that, that was always sport with Pedro Strope as well, because Pedro Strope was mostly good for the Cubs. But like with many relievers, when it was bad... It was bad, and if you are one who pitches between the seventh and ninth innings, if you are to lose a game, blow a save, whatever the case may be, it is always dramatic. So that's just the nature of the gig. But the reason people are saying that is because Pedro Strope did give up a home run to Danny Mendick late in the game, which ultimately was the difference in the Sox 3-1 win over the Cubs. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well. Um... I got a jam-packed show planned for you here tonight. We will have on, speaking of baseball and the Cubs, Ryan Sandberg, Cubs Hall of Famer, will join me at 7 o'clock tonight. We will talk about the White Sox at 7.40 with James Fegan, he of The Athletic. And we'll do some Bulls ball with Cody Westerland of our 670thescore.com staff. He covers every single Bulls game. So we'll get into that in a little while. Couple of the, couple of the details on the Cub Sox game today. 
that are pertinent, I suppose. The the Sox win the game today. They beat the Cubs 3-1 was the final score. Jake Arrieta struck out the first two guys he faced. He ended up going five and two-thirds, allowed one run on five hits, struck out three, walked exactly nobody in this game today. Dallas Keuchel, a little better than Jake. He was four innings, no runs, one hit. So he got it back on. Um, as far as the offense was concerned, I told you about the Danny Mendick home run off of Pedro Strope. Nico Horner looked stout at the plate today, two for three with an RBI. One one guy that was really interesting today that I was interested in watching for the Cubs was, was Jock Peterson, and specifically because he was going up against one of the better lefties in the American League, if not in baseball, and Dallas Keuchel. And if you don't know the story on Jack Peterson this year, he's expected to play left field every day when at first it had looked like there might have been some silly platoon situation with, with Philip Irvin, who is no longer with the Cubs. But Peterson, I think part of the reason he came to the Cubs on the one-year deal is because the Cubs are going to allow him to hit against lefties, against whom he has never hit particularly well. So today was a good test for him. He was 0 for 3 in the game. But not only did he have to go up against Dallas Keuchel today, it just so happened that the bullpen rotation for Tony La Russa had him facing Garrett Crochet and Aaron Bummer as well. I will say this, he was 0 for 3, but he was getting some good hacks, particularly against Crochet, to the opposite field. He was getting around a little bit later, just going with what he had. Crochet is a difficult guy with whom to deal because of just everything that's going on in his windup and his height and the angle. I mean, Crochet is going to be a really good pitcher in the bigs and probably a starter eventually. Got some decent swings against Crochet. And then he had to face Aaron Bummer as well. So you want to face lefties, Jock Peterson? Today was your day. 0 for 3, but he didn't make a fool of himself. I'll, I'll, let's, just, let's just put it that way. So that's it for the, the Cubs-Sox game, really, in terms of the details of the game. Like I said, we'll talk a lot of baseball, though, tonight because we'll have Ryan Sandberg and uh, James Feagan will be on the show a little bit later on. I always love, love, heart, hearing from you guys, especially when I'm doing a solo show. It's just you and me, 312-644-6767 is the phone number. That's also the text number, 312-644-6767. It's the same number. And you can find me on Twitter, at Mark Grody Sports. Mike Rankin is our producer tonight, so he is the man to whom you will speak if you do decide to call us at 312-644-6767. And you'll have all sorts of opportunities to chime in tonight. You can do it now if, uh, if, you, would, if you would like. Let's talk some Bears, though, in this hour. And Andy Dalton, in case you didn't know, is the Bears' starting quarterback. We know that because Andy Dalton said that. Remember? Here's Andy. You know, you're talking as if you're the starter. What kind of what kind of assurances have you been given by the Bears uh, that they're done at quarterback, that they're not going to be making any, any other moves to bring in more competition for you? The, they, they told me I was a starter. That was one of the reasons why I wanted to come here. And so every conversation I've had is uh, has been that. So um, that's the assurance that I've got. All right, so yeah, he he is today. He is the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Here is my question for you: Now that we've had a, a few days to allow this to to marinate and to settle in after the immediate outrage that 
that did exist. When when Andy Dalton signed with the Bears, people weren't happy. When they heard that Andy Dalton say that he was going to be the starter, people weren't happy. You just go through my mentions on Twitter. Um, the text lines here at the score blew up, phone lines, the whole thing. My question for you, though, is have you now accepted that, that Andy Dalton is the quarterback for the Bears? And are you allowing yourself to deal with that but also here's the other part to the question are you allowing yourself to get excited about the prospect of the bears drafting a quarterback of the future 312 644 because usually it's a big deal man when your franchise no matter who it is in the nfl when your franchise is one that needs to draft a quarterback, it's usually pretty exciting. And it's usually teams that were bad. The Bears weren't bad last year. They were mediocre last year. They were mediocre two years ago. That's what 8-8 eight and eight is. But the Bears are, unless there's some you know last-second play for a quarterback that either we're not thinking about or the whopper, in in Russell Wilson, the Bears are going to draft a quarterback. It could end up being in the first round, and it could be beyond that. They might draft multiple quarterbacks. Who knows? But I do wonder if you've gotten to the point because you know the draft is a little over a month away, and we're going to talk about some of the the prospects that could be realistic for the Bears at twenty or beyond. But and I know, I know, you've been hurt before. You were hurt recently. So I don't even know if you're over Mitchell Trubisky. A lot of you were probably over Mitchell Trubisky after 2019, maybe even after 2018. I don't know. Um, I know that that could have been the case for a lot of people. But I, I want to know if you've moved on. 312-644-6767 is the number. Alabama held its its pro day today, and we're going to get into that here in just a second because Mac Jones was there showing off, and I wanted to know more about Mac Jones, so we're going to hear more about him in a second. But first, your calls, 312-644-6767. We go to Crawley in the Wrigleyville. What's going on, Crawl? How are you, buddy? Did somebody say Cubs post-game show? Is this what this is? <laughs> well, this is not the Cubs post-game show, but I am on after the Cubs. So this is the Mark Grody show after the Cubs game show. You know, I miss talking to you on the way home, you know. It, 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 it's, 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 it's hard. Yeah, I understand, Crawley. I do. Um, yeah, but I, I appreciate I, I miss you people. too, man. A lot of people disappointed at the outcome of the Cubs-Sox game, at least if you're a Cubs fan. But I, I kind of like this team. I'm heading to Mesa tomorrow. I'll be there right. for the next four days. And so I'm going to do some scouting. And, and you never call me. I always call you. So, I, you know, <laughs> I'll, let you know what, I'll let you know what I think. But I, I like some of the pieces. You know, I like, you know, Shelby Miller might be something to really kind of be watching. And this, there's certain things going on here that kind of make me a little bit interested. I feel more optimistic today than I did at the start of spring training. Well, Crawley, that's good to hear, man. And I'm sorry I don't call you. That's just the way, unfortunately, that's just the way the, the relationship that you and I have is is set up. You know, if if 
you are in a position where you're on the radio. I will be the first person to call you, though. I promise I will I will listen to you. Yeah, I mean, Shelby Miller is a guy. Everybody knows Shelby Miller. Shelby Miller used to be really good. So it would be a nice reclamation project if, if you did get something good out of him. There's a lot of that, though. Uh, in the Cubs starting rotation, there's a lot of that. Like, hey, if if you know if things go right, if they if they get get something good out of this guy, that'd be great. That's kind of the Cubs starting rotation, right? Except for Kyle Hendricks, who, by the way, was finally David Ross had a dirty little secret that he kept until today. And that is Kyle Hendricks is the the opening day starter for the Cubs. But really, you have. You have Kyle Hendricks, and then I suppose Zach Davies, because I know you pretty much know what to expect out of Zach Davies, and that's a professional starting pitcher. Nobody is going to blow you away. But Hendricks and Davies, still don't know about Ariad. I thought he looked decent today um, in terms of the, his strikeout game and you know gave up the five hits, but I, I think Ariad will be okay. But you certainly can't depend on that, nor can you depend on Adbert Alzali. Nor can you depend on Alec Mills or Shelby Miller or Trevor Williams, and, you know, any of these guys. And that's the whole problem. That's the whole problem with the Cubs this year. That I know that the I know the National League Central is is weak this year, but number one, that's the worst kind of justification for a team. I hate that. Like in in any sport of any of our teams. Well. The division is bad, so you're going to have a chance. That's a that's an awful, that's a loser's mentality. We could win because everybody else is bad. And that's what the Cubs have going for them, that they might be able to compete in the National League Central. But with, with those starting pitchers, I have my doubts, despite the rest of the Central being down. 312-644-6767 is the number. Let's go to John... On 57. John, what's going on, man? You're on the score. Yeah, thank you. Um, I just wanted to talk about the Bears a little bit. Um, I think Pace and Nagy are pretty secure in their jobs with the pick of Andy Dalton as quarterback. And the reason I say that is because they were able to spend $10 million on somebody that I don't think is a whole lot better than what Mitchell Trubisky was. But also, he's in the same mode, except not as mobile. So it's definitely not Nagy's pick. For a quarterback, you know, it's La- or Lazarus, or I'm not pronouncing his name right. And then I also, I was wondering, I, what I think they ought to do, I know they need to draft the quarterback, okay. But I think they're going to be worse this next year than what they were this year. And I would still, with that 20th pick, I would either take an, an offensive tackle or wide receiver, whichever one they have graded higher at that position, or they, you know, I do offense for the first three or four picks, but you still need a safety and a corner. You know what I mean? They're they're Mm -hmm. just going to have trouble. And I've been out driving, so I don't know. Has Akeem Hicks been traded, or is he still a bear? No, he's still a bear. Yeah, he is is still a bear. And thank you for the call, John. I do appreciate it, and I will – uh, address the things that you you just brought up. And yeah, I do think it's a very good chance the Bears will draft a tackle. Like right now, like as things stand, with Andy Dalton as your quarterback, if nothing changes in that regard, I bet it probably will be 
a tackle in that first round. However, you may not know this, John, or, Ed, or other people listening. The Bears did make a, a couple of moves today. One of them is interesting because they did sign an, uh, an offensive lineman, a guy who can play right tackle, a position which was vacated by Bobby Massey, or, or the Bears vacated him. But the Bears did sign today offensive lineman Elijah Wilkinson, who had played for Denver. He gets a one-year deal. He is 26 years old. He, he can play, does play right tackle. He started for Denver last year before he got hurt and then was back at the end of the year as a starter at right tackle. So I guess the idea would be that he would come in and compete with whomever, a Fetty. I don't know. Is it Fetty going to keep doing that? You know, they swung him outside last year after, you know, they realigned their offensive line. So they did bring in Wilkinson. He started, like, I got it here now, seven games altogether last year for Denver. So that does make it interesting. If they continue to to bring in bodies or guys that are capable playing on the, along the line, they might be showing you what they are thinking in that in that first round. And maybe they will go away from tackle and go with another position. They need another cornerback. As as you mentioned, they do need a safety. I will say this: Bears have been good at finding safeties opposite of Eddie Jackson. Um, you know, Adrian Amos was was probably better than we all thought, actually, because he seemed expendable. Um, ha Ha Clinton Dix was good. Unfortunately, the combo of Eddie Jackson and Ha Ha Clinton Dix wasn't great because both liked to do the same things, essentially play the same position. And then Deshaun Gibson was excellent for the most part last year. So they've had some success finding that position through the years and obviously they've not been able to put a ton of resources in that position position because you don't usually see teams double up strong and free when you've paid one guy and in this case it was eddie jackson three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven have you accepted that andy dalton is the quarterback and are you allowing yourself to get excited about the prospect of the bears drafting a quarterback of the future three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven let's go to brian in Addison Park. Hi, Brian. You're on the score. Hey, Mark. I'm enjoying your show, and I've been a Bear fan my whole life. Um, I think I'm in the minority, but I'm I'm among those that, that is not really disappointed that they signed Andy Dalton. I don't think he's the savior of any description, but I'm really, uh, I'm really glad that hopefully their goal is to just strengthen the team as a whole and not just... Uh, pay all these draft choices to get a, a very, very good but aging uh, star quarterback. Uh, there are too many needs on this team, so I'm, I'm going to be looking at this next draft with a, a great deal of interest. Amen, man. I think it's one of the more intriguing, exciting, and I'm sure a lot of Bears fans stressed out over it because it's kind of like, uh, you know, as if any draft isn't this, but it's a must-win draft, right? I mean, they, they have to hit on certain positions. They have to make their team better than 8-8, eight and eight, especially since they have not been able to land the star quarterback. And, and by the way, you know, th- that's not – the chances are very low that the Bears are, are going to – pull the surprise party at quarterback still with Russell Wilson. And, and, you know, obviously with what's going on with Deshaun Watson, that's probably not realistic at this point, but the door is not completely closed. And that's why this draft becomes very interesting, not just because of who the bears may or may not draft and in what round they would take somebody like a quarterback, 
what kind of wheeling and dealing is Ryan Pace going to do? Because he does it just about every single year, whether it's in the later rounds, moving up in the second round. He did that, you know, with Anthony Miller, the Bears wide receiver. He moved up in the second round to get James Daniels, moved up to get David Montgomery. And, and albeit he was a third round pick. Um, but will he maybe make a play for one of the the bigger name more productive, maybe more NFL-ready quarterbacks other than some of the names that we've been hearing for the Bears, you know, down the line in that 20th pick or in the second or third round. And when we return, I want to get into some of that. We're going to hear about some of the guys that might be realistic for the Bears where they're drafting 20th or second or third round. We'll, we'll go through some of the names. I've got some audio of some guys who know what they're talking about as far as these guys. I have scouting reports in front of me. So we'll get into that. And also, this is a good time to jump in. 312-644-6767. Kind of a Bears-Cubs mix, but we're really focused on the Bears and how you're feeling about Andy Dalton and the drafting of a quarterback. And if you, since the Cubs game was just on, if you got something on the Cubs Come on in. 312-644-6767. It's Mark Grody till 9 on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. I don't take for granted the chance and the opportunity to play and to be the starter. And so that's another reason why this is so attractive. you got a chance to come in and be the starter from day one and and uh, to bring a lot of my experience and a lot of what I can, uh, what I can do to this team and this organization and uh, be really productive offensively. I mean, Andy Dalton, Bears quarterback, It's really good in the press conference. I know that probably means squat to most people listening right now on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. I like to say that a lot, don't I? For whatever it's worth, Andy Dalton was very good in that press conference. I got to go back and look. I don't air check myself enough. I think I say that a lot for whatever it's worth. I have to think about why I say that as well. I'm Mark Rohde. Here with you until 9 o'clock on the score. 312-644-6767 is the number of you accepted that Andy Dalton is the quarterback. And are you, seriously, think about this. Are you excited about the draft and the possibility of the Bears drafting a quarterback? Because usually that's a monumental, very exciting thing that gets fans on the edge of their seats, particularly in Chicago, because there's always hope that the quarterback will work out. But you just had one walk out the door that was drafted number two in 2018. So 312-644-6767 to call or text. We'll get to your calls here in just a second. A couple of uh, text messages, though, I do want to address before we get to uh, Maine Kane, my guy on hold. Um, from the 219, I like these text messages, and I'm not being facetious when I say that. Um, from the 219, Bears-Cubs mix, since the Cubs game just got over, didn't they just play the White Sox? 670 is a bunch of Cubs homers. <laughs> Go White I like Sox. that because it, it, it gives me a chance to, to say the following. Yes, we carry the Cubs, so our coverage is probably going to be a little bit favorited towards the Cubs. We have better access to Cubs players than we do with the White Sox, who are going to give their affiliates the best possible coverage. It's just the way it works. It's good business. And then I will say this, too. Um, I gave a recap of the Cubs and Sox, and... Uh, in terms of 670 being a bunch of homers, I like going through this exercise because let's start with our morning show, Molly and Hall. Molly, huge, huge White Sox fan, a good White Sox fan. Hall was a ball. 
I'm not sure. Is Hall? I think Hall's pretty good at being neutral. He hasn't shown me if he's Cubs or Sox. So we'll, we'll put him down as neutral until further notice. I'll text him and find out. Um, then Bernstein and Rahimi, both Sox fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Wales is part of the, the 108 tournament, and Bernstein, you know, he, he's a Sox fan. It, we know that. Lawrence Holmes, he rivals Mully as biggest White Sox fan on the score. Afternoon show, Parkins, Cubs for sure. Spiegel, I think, leans Cubs. But as, like, the baseball guy on the score, he's pretty good at giving both sides of the ledger. So, yeah, I don't know. I just I just like going through that when people, you know, always assume that the city is and is biased towards the Cubs on the premier sports radio station in Chicago. Well, I mean, throughout the, yeah, throughout the day, Mark, I mean, you're, yeah. if you're listening— there are so many White Sox guests that we pull, especially a guy like Steve Stone three times a week who's outstanding yeah. in everything that he does, right? And there's this White Sox are a story. So we talk plenty of White Sox, but especially now after the Cubs game, Cubs station, like you said, come on. It's opening Mike day Rankin. in a couple weeks. Mike, who do you root for? White Sox. Yep, there we go. Yeah, a lot of the producers are Chris Dickens, right? Uh, no, he's not there anymore. I meant uh, Studzinski. Is he, he's a Sox fan, right? Yeah, he's a Sox guy. Shout out Chris Dickens, though. Yeah, <laughs> he's Christopher. He's the goods, man. Hey, I got to go to his restaurant. I love Christopher Dickens. Um, who else? Who else? Uh, Sean Dustin Anderson. Rhodes. Sean Anderson's a big oh, uh, Sox huge, guy. Huge. Dustin's a Dustin's a Cubs guy. Total diehard Cubs fan. Yeah, he might even hate the White Sox. Go White Sox. So, yeah. <laughs> so honestly, man, there is such a mix, and it's just the way it works. Down the dial, they're going to lean White Sox. We're going to lean Cubs. It's, the, it's it. And we do, We are very cognizant of it, too. We all hate it. Like, I'm saying I like this text, but we all we, we are very sensitive to not covering what you guys want to hear. And, like, we're always worried, did I do this enough? Did I do that enough? Do people want to hear more of that? So we are cognizant of it. We are conscious of it. Just know that, but also understand business is business. Uh, but, I, yeah, I think that we have plenty of great White Sox content and many people, like I said, at the station. Uh, Herb Lawrence! Yeah. There's another How huge White Sox. Um, who's that guy? That Oh, yeah! Chris Tannehill. He, huge White Sox fan. Oh, we also have, have... Uh, James Feagan coming on later James in the show, Feigen. by the yeah, way. Yeah, no, we might cancel. Actually, let's cancel yeah, James right. and see if we can get a cup slip. <laughs> Let's see if we can get Gordon Whitmire on at 7:40 instead. Uh, so yeah, that and I, I will try not to go through this whole tangent again if I see another text on that because then I'm just being overly sensitive. But uh, it's a thing, man, that that we all deal with. And trust me, like every host at this radio station. We, we want to satisfy you in the best way we can, but it's impossible to satisfy everybody all the time. All right, I'm Mark Grody. Back to business here. Let's get serious. 312-644-6767. Main Kane, if you're still there and Will met, I appreciate you holding, man. What's up? Hey, hey, Mark. Thanks for, uh, thanks for taking my call. I guess, you know, I'm not surprised at where the Bears are right now because it's systemic in their organization. I mean, think about this. I think we just had Super Bowl 54. Is, is that right? Um, the Bears have been in two, okay? In 86 or 85, that was a team that was dominant. It was a great team. The last Super Bowl they were in, I can't imagine too many people thought, other than the, the most diehard Bears fan, that the Bears would actually win that Super Bowl. 
And everything in between for 50-something years has been pure mediocrity, if not worse. And so I don't know why, you know, we don't have ownership that actually wants to win as bad as the fans want them to win. It seems like those are two different sort of vectors working, that the ownership, eh, you know, if the Bears, they win, sure, they'd rather win than lose. But on the other hand, they're not going to do what it takes to win. And that, to me, just seems to sum it all up as a Bears fan for many years. All right. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. I, look, they haven't gotten it done. There, There is no doubt about it. But I have to tell you that when we talk about ownership and whether or not they want to win, like George McCaskey is kind of a super fan. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to doubt his football intellect, that's fine if you if you want to. But I think he I think he knows from being around it as long as he has been. And maybe they haven't gone about it the right way. And maybe they should have more football people in the building. But George McCaskey wants to win. It's just a matter of executing it properly, going about it the right way and that that's more of of the question um i I don't think that they are as bottom line when i say that i mean money as they've been accused of being through the years i mean there used to be and it was this was more in the 90s probably in the early 2000s when you know i mean it wasn't until you know the the 80s when you started to see real free agency And, and the first one in my lifetime, and it, it pissed me off as a fan, was Wilbur Marshall the year after the Bears won the Super Bowl and then he bolts for Washington. And then there, there was some questions about the organization and who they were keeping and who they were paying for. But I think if you went through the list of what they have paid people through the years, it, it hasn't been cheap. It just it hasn't always been the, the right people. 312 644 is the number. Uh, from the 815, I wanted to read this text as well. I'll be honest, Grody, I saw potential in Mitch. What I didn't see is Nagy's offense um, doing what it did. Um, yeah, it's been a struggle. It's been a struggle for, for Matt Nagy to do the things that he has wanted to do through the years. He came into Hallis Hall, and he had big ideas and big plans to run an offense, quarterback be damned, no matter who it was going to be, he was going to come in here and attempt to run that offense. He tried it in 2018 to some success. 2019 had its moments as well. Same with 2020, but it never quite worked out. So will it work with Andy Dalton? Because it didn't even really work with Nick Foles. Will it work with Andy Dalton? That's to be seen when we talk to Matt Nagy, we'll find out if there will be, you know, assuming that Andy Dalton is the quarterback, will he run or continue with or try to run his version of the Kansas City Chiefs offense, or does he change things finally and completely based on who the quarterback is? 312-644-6767 is the number. Coming up top of the hour, we will have Ryan Sandberg, James Fegan a little bit later on in the show as well, plus Cody Westerlin on the Bulls. Got a break. We'll be back on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. I've heard a lot about, you know, you need a quote-unquote football guy, a czar, a president of football operations, whatever. In our structure, the football guy is the general manager. 
And even if you had a president of football operations, that person at some point would have to be reporting to what you described, Danny, as a non-football person. So to me, it's not so much uh, the structure as it is the people. Uh, We think we've got the right people. We understand not everybody agrees with that, but we think we do. That's the part you can quibble with if you like. That's Bears chairman George McCaskey. I do not doubt his nor ownership's desire to win or get back to the the Super Bowl. I mean, that, that's what they desire, believe it or not, as much as you Bears fans do as well. I'm Mark Grody here with you until 9 on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. After me, we will have the best of the score, some of the best content of the day between 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock. Ryan Sandberg, Cubs Hall of Famer, will join me at 7 o'clock to talk about the Cubs, who played the Sox today, a 3-1 loss out in Mesa, Arizona. I'm not sure if Rhino was there or if he is home. I know he's doing some work for the the Marquee Sports Network, so we'll talk to Rhino about his new gig, what he thinks about the Cubs, and how he is enjoying life and retirement, all sorts of Ryan Sandberg things coming up in just a little bit. The Bears, by the way, made a couple of signings today. They did sign linebacker Christian Jones to a one-year deal. If that name sounds familiar, well, it should sound familiar because he actually started his career with the Bears. He was here uh, between 2014 and 17, first four years of his career. Played for the Lions, played relatively well uh, by the Lions, but ultimately he was cut. um, And now what will his role be? Well, you know, pretty much crowded at the inside linebacker spot in terms of your starters, Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan, but he's there for depth. He's there for special teams, whatever they need. And as we've seen through the years, that that inside linebacker depth piece tends to be pretty important. So I imagine, I imagine you will see Christian Jones on the field of plenty. Um, they also signed an offensive lineman, which is interesting. Elijah Wilkinson, 26 years old, one-year deal out of Denver. He can play right tackle. So with Bobby Massey gone, he will at least get a chance to compete. Will they draft a tackle? We shall see. Started seven games for Denver last year. And then a big report that it looks like DeAndre Houston Carson probably going to be back for the Bears on another one-year deal. We saw him thrive in the dime package for the Bears, and uh, he's been a very good special teams performer. So he, he's all of a sudden, DeAndre Houston Carson has been, been around a little while. So that's the Bears news of the day. The Bears also were one of the participants at Alabama's Pro Day today. And the guy that they were watching was Mac Jones, or do you say Michael McCorkle Mac Jones? Bears offense coordinator Bill Lazor was there, along with the passing game coordinator slash QB's coach John DiFilippo. And uh, of course, they need to be there because the Bears are scouting quarterbacks and Mac Jones led Alabama to the title in 2020. 41 touchdown passes to four picks last year. Probably would be around at 20, maybe even be around in the in the second round. As will Kyle Trask of the Florida Gators. And I heard Pete Futek of College Football News earlier today talking to Lawrence Holmes on the score about those two guys. Take a listen to this. If you are looking down the road a little bit, obviously you're hoping for a Mac Jones to slip. Kind of safe, you know, he, he's, he did have 
Alabama talent all around him to work with, but the guy did put up the most efficient season in the history of college football. And, you know, look, these guys now are just that good. I, I, I was not a Joe Burrow fan because I kind of thought he was a system guy and look at all the weapons around him. Obviously, really good. These guys are great. I mean, just Mac Jones would be the type who might slide a little bit depending on where the love is for Justin Fields, who probably won't be there. And then even further than that, Kyle Trask, eh, okay, you know, he's a guy you need to is he you're going to be your franchise superstar quarterback who you're going to win a Super Bowl because of him probably not what don't My people shoot, like about Kyle Trask the, the last thing they saw him was him throwing going all Matt Schaub and throwing pick six after pick six uh in the uh bowl game lost to Oklahoma and that was his problem for all the great things he was able to do he was a pick six machine he threw one against Texas A&M threw one against LSU and there's just a little bit something there missing. He's got the size. He's got the arm. He he's he's obviously good enough last year to put up a massive historic. I mean, his numbers were Joe Burrow. I mean, that was if you if you stretch him out over the the course of the 15 or 16 games that Burrow played, he had the exact same uh, stats as Burrow, and he did it against all SEC teams. So he's a very good prospect. Sure, I ever got past pick six machine. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that as in a scouting report. That's Futech on with Lawrence Holmes today. Yeah, I mean, it's like I did a stop pick six machine. Boy, that's a horrible thing to have following you around. Um, WalterFootball.com in 2020. Trask dominated the SEC, putting together impressive performances week after week. He tore up Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Ole Miss, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Arkansas, plus also carrying Florida to a win over Georgia, in which he threw for almost 500 yards. He also was very good against Alabama in the SEC championship, throwing for over 400 yards and three touchdowns, plus rushing for another two. Trask's lone bad game of 2020 was against Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl, but he was playing without his top three receivers and star tight end. Um, on the year, Trask completed 69% of his passes for 4,283 yards, 43 touchdowns and eight interceptions. He had three rushing touchdowns as well. Nothing in there from WalterFootball.com about being a pick six machine. So at, at least we have that. As far as as Mac Jones is concerned, I have a lot of info here, but I'm going to try to condense it here. Uh, I'm not going to go through all the strengths and weaknesses. Jones might top out in the NFL as a, uh-oh, backup quarterback. He has a quality arm, but does but not an elite arm and uh, is not a running threat for the next level. Jones has ability in terms of moving his feet in the pocket, so he is not a statue, but he will not be a dual-threat quarterback in the pros. While Jones does not um, have exceptional arm strength or playmaking ability with his feet, he is an accurate passer. He places the ball well, putting it in position for his receiver to make the catch while avoiding putting the pass in the danger or in danger of being intercepted. Jones is smart decision maker who protects the ball well and doesn't get careless or panic. He also demonstrated anticipation to help throw receivers open in 2020. So thanks to Pete Futek and WalterFootball.com for a little help on the scouting reports on, on those guys. Um, Tell you what, we're, we are going to take a break right now because we need to bring on Ryan Sandberg. But we'll get into a couple more guys on the Bears a little bit 
later on. And specifically, one of those guys, guys a couple of texters have mentioned this name, um, Jamie Newman. He's a, We'll get a scouting report on Jamie Newman and Kellen Mond as well. So more Bears coming up later on, but we're going to take a quick baseball break and bring in the Hall of Famer Ryan Sandberg next. I'm Mark Grody. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 